0: Hello and welcome back to the Break It Down for Brackens podcast. Today, we are going to learn about a new business in Jefferson County called Limitless Physical Therapy. The owner's name is Krista Digidio. Krista, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Kevin.
0: Cool. So where are you guys located?
1: We're actually located in uh, the business side, business adjunct of True Performance Fitness. It is right in Kearneysville right next to jefferson rentals
0: okay and then um the name's limitless why did you come up with that name
1: it's an interesting concept Um, i tossed around all sorts of different names um, some that meant more personal some that were really a call to action but ultimately my mentor and still my mentor today he was reading a book by jim quick called limitless and he always had it cracked open any spare moment of his day. And I had to ask him, you know, what is, what is this book about? And ultimately I said that's what I want for all of my athletes and I want them to live to this expectation that they can do things without limits.
0: That's really neat. Naming a company's tough. Coming up with that because it's really kind of permanent. You're stuck with it for a while once you get it up and running. The logo appears to be like a mountain ridge with like things shooting off of it. What? How did you come up with that?
1: So I am, uh, we'll probably touch on this later, but I love the outdoors and I love treating people who respect the outdoors. So a lot of things that I relate back to are natural in concept. And I think that like anything, health and life is a journey, just like summiting a mountain. And even when you get to the top of that one and you look out, you just see the next one. So it's just, again, a, a representation of everything that we're after.
0: You mentioned earlier that you were from, or that place you lived before was Somerville, West Virginia, correct? Correct. That's where the New River Gorge is, right? Or it's closer there?
1: Yeah, the New River's in Fayetteville, right. but Somersville is only about 20 minutes away. Um, is that
0: where the Gully is? I'm trying to picture it in my head.
1: Yeah, so New River Gorge and the Gully River come together in Fayetteville. And that's where all the whitewater rafting and people go down and do all of that. Summersville has a lake that, when they let the that's dam out, feeds a in. Lake. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. there's
0: there's rock climbing over the water in Summersville, right?
1: There's everything. Yeah, it's the most beautiful place in West Virginia.
0: I think, I think in my younger years, I would have liked to have rock climbed over water. I think that'd be really neat. Yeah. So, do you do any of the sports outdoor sports?
1: I do. I got into mountain biking and kayaking while I had lived down in that area and just really again bloomed a huge perspective and respect for the outdoors Um, as soon as you think you know you don't
0: know and there's always more there's always adventure right yeah there's so how did um how did you get into physical therapy how did the uh tell me the background story to limitless
1: yeah so i chose to become a physical therapist when i was in like middle school i think sometimes that people don't know what they want to do. And ultimately, I think I always knew I wanted to do what I'm doing today. Um, So I went to physical therapy school at West Virginia University, hung out there and decided I never wanted to leave West Virginia. So moved down to Summersville and worked at a great clinic down there for several years where I received my first business mentor. Um, And I just loved the idea of taking a human body and helping somebody gain a function that they at some point potentially thought they could never do again and i think that's the rejuvenation that a lot of us physical therapists are really chasing for our people
0: starting a business is really challenging sometimes so tell tell us about the i guess the path you know how did it start how did you decide at that the moment of you know what that's it i'm i'm going to start my own practice and then you know, did you invest a bunch of money? Did you just have a lot of time? Was it all grassroots, bootstrapped?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really great question, Kevin. Um, I started my business almost out of instinct. So people who know me personally know I'm an all-or-nothing type of gal. I don't really piddle-paddle on ideas. Um, I just, I'm an all-in. So when the pandemic hit and COVID kind of took hold on all of our lives. Mine was no exception. I had recently moved to the Eastern Panhandle to be with my now husband. Um, We had just bought a house and the job that I was working at the time had changed my hours significantly. So to answer your question, I had a lot of extra time and was actually using that time to drive back to Summersville. So I was taking a four hour trip back there to make some extra money and drive back home. So that eight-hour round trip gave me a lot of extra time to not only think, but come up to better solutions to what I was doing currently. So my initial concept was, well, I'm just going to buy a trailer and I'm going to treat people out of a trailer. And that didn't obviously sound like a great idea. So I found um, some podcasts that I was listening to. So consequently, what we're doing here today, and actually... Got the idea of gaining a mentor through some of the podcasts that I was listening to. And I had a great, almost a fed, step by step instruction on some of these podcasts as I was piecing them together. And I thought to myself, well, hell, if these people can do it, you know, why can't I? And ultimately decided at that point that I wanted to be able to offer these services to all of the ideal people that I wanted to treat. And be able to give them the best service and be able to do what I wanted to do for the rest of my life.
0: So what was the, did you go to people's houses? Did you have like an office? Was there, did you rent space? How did it work out?
1: Initially, I was driving around. I was mobile. I had a pop-up table in the back of my Jeep. And I carried around lots of bags with lots of random things in it, depending on who you were. I was bringing kettlebells into people's homes, I was bringing dry needling into people's homes, and we were just making it happen. So that got very fatiguing very quickly, um, because like, to answer your question from before as well, this was all a grassroots, I love the local effect. And so being in a new area, it was very difficult to find and meet new people as I was mobile.
0: Right, I I think it's so territorial when you um when you're an athlete and you want to do some body work, whether it's stretching or some sort of a thought massage therapy, you get uh, very loyal to who you have because in your mind, you think that they understand your body. You know, you think that they they know the progress that you're making if you're seeing that person on a regular basis. But the more popularity somebody has, the less available they are. And one of the struggles in this area is to find somebody with availability that you work well with that, has the availability um, for the athlete that performs? You know, one of my biggest complaints is that I know that I need tissue work done within three days of it becoming a problem. Like I can, I can tell, and and you, I can't necessarily get in um, with a with a company or a a massage therapist. Um, so, what was the next path after going home to house to house? Because you know, another thing, another thing I was to say is. When you do go house to house you bill for the time that you're there but it's very difficult to quantify billing pe- your travel time so port to port so from your house to one client and then back home you had you should a good business person gets compensated for the travel time as well but when you're trying to have competitive pricing and competitive services and in an in-home thing it makes sense that it's really hard so I can see how you started off that way but what was the next step
1: Yeah the next step in we all knew eventually was to get a physical location somewhere where my people would find me and I could find them easily um, one of the people I was actually seeing at the time knew these local group of business owners who wanted to start a gym and he said yeah I think they're starting up soon here and you should meet them and they're great people and I said well hell yeah like meet put me in touch what gym? True Performance Fitness. So now they've been in business over a year um, and they have over a thousand members and they were actually part of my, well they still are, my very first physical location. Uh, The very first one we're actually sitting in right now and recording this podcast and it's just so crazy to see the desk we're sitting at takes up almost the entire width
0: of this room. Yeah, the room's 11 by seven basically.
1: Yeah. So all I had in here was a teeny tiny desk and my table and what I imagine now is a lot of clutter everywhere to make it all fit. Um, so it's just insane as a year had passed just a couple months ago was the business birthday and we uh, just moved down the hall into a thousand square feet of space and we have all the room to do all the exercise and it's insane. I love it.
0: That's really Awesome. Um, so what, I guess my next two questions, one is what do you do here? What services do you offer? And then who is the ideal client for limitless physical therapy and how does it work? So I I bet, I bet you know how to answer all three of those in like a nice answer. So instead of chopping it up, why don't we just go down that path?
1: Yeah, so what do we do here? Um obviously physical therapy. Limitless physical therapy is Hold on w- now.
0: Let's break it down for Brackens. <laughs> How do you define physical therapy?
1: Yeah. So, physical therapy to me and to everybody that comes into contact with me is not just knee pain, here's knee exercise. So, if that has been an experience or your personal perspective on physical therapy, what I tend to want like to do is we take an individual who potentially has pain and we look at the entire body and how it moves and we're not scoped in by one particular spot. We look at movement patterns, so we look at how you squat, how you raise your arm, how you bend over. How you pick something up
0: I think I think we're going too broad here but Let, let's talk about my knee pain if I let's have knee it. pain on the inside my right knee on the inside at the bottom of my knee you know and because my, my experience is exactly what you were explaining before I go to the doctor doctor says get an x-ray you get time finally you get your x-ray then the doctor says oh you need physical therapy they'll help figure out what's wrong with you so then you got to find a place to get physical therapy you go in there and i can think of many different ones that i've been to it seems like a, an assembly line of quote unquote patients and you get assessed and the person seems to know kind of what might be wrong with you and like you said they kind of assess it through some exercises and then you do some work that seems challenging because you don't necessarily have healthy movement, but then you leave with a little bit of homework and you're going to see them next week and maybe you have a budget of 12 and your insurance says you got 12 visits to fix your, your dumb knee. So let's assume mm-hmm. I'm tired of that model. I hope that's not the same model you have but because I'm just talking smack about it. <laughs> but let's say I come to limitless and say, hey, man, my knee's killing me when I run, mm-hmm. especially downhill. It's the... Bottom, front, left, or inside of my kneecap. Please help. Now take me down this, how you you handle it.
1: I can do that. Okay. Kevin, is this a real story? Do you have knee pain when you run down hills?
0: I'm a pain-free runner, thankfully.
1: Oh, love it. Okay. So your story is not like, not unlike many that I've heard in the past. And as you're telling this prior experience story, my skin is crawling. And I can't, um... I can't testify to other places and where you've potentially gained that perspective, but I can tell you that ours is a little bit different. So if you were an athlete coming in to see me and you said, Krista, I've got knee pain in the front when I run down a hill. And I'd say, okay, when's the last time you ran? And if you had told me literally within the last 10 minutes, I'd say, okay, let's start our assessment. And if you hadn't yet run, I would definitely be wanting to watch you run. So that's a huge, portion of what we do at Limitless is making sure that we're actually watching that particular athlete's specific movements for their sport. So we would look at a running or a gait analysis and break that down from what we find there. So we'll usually take some kind of video analysis and we'll slow it down and we're looking from the back and from the side and seeing what here could be causing any type of mechanical malfunction.
0: Let's assume I'm not engaging my right glute.
1: Let's just assume.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So then what's next?
1: What's next? So, well, let's assume that you can even see that on your running. You might not notice that you can see it just immediately from the video and so we might have to go into, oh it looks like this right side, something here is lacking. So we would take you into doing some special tests. We would test left and right sides. Comparatively, um, going down a step, maybe just balance. Can you even balance on one leg? And looking at, can you reach down? Runners are very specific, right and left siders. And then we break it down depending on the results of those tests, which would point towards, hey, this glue doesn't look like it's helping you at all.
0: How long do these tests take?
1: A full assessment, so a full evaluation from start to finish is, in, is one hour.
0: Oh, good. Okay. So it's not like multiple tests, multiple visits I mean, for the initial. Okay.
1: Correct. So it's only one hour you come in, you give me a whole, what's going on? And then we go through all of those tests. And even by the end of that hour, I'm telling you exactly what is going on, how to fix it, and the pathway we need to take to do so. So even if your prior experience has been, I need to come in twice a week, for 12 weeks and 24 visits later, I tend to be able to help most of my athletes in 10 visits. And we span that out over a course of a few weeks. And then we spread that out over a few weeks. So 10 visits might last us several months, but in my athletes where they're running, I need to make sure that timeline A and timeline all the way down several months later coincide with each other. So you're not leaving me and then two months later coming right back in the door.
0: Do you have, like, homework to do to continue strengthening at home? Yeah. Okay, good.
1: Do you brush your teeth between times you go to the dentist?
0: Yes, I do. Okay. Uh-huh. Very, that's a very good analogy right there. <laughs> All right. So when does the massage therapy kick in, or is that part of the exercises and the visits?
1: So I am not a licensed massage therapist. Okay. So I don't provide massage therapy at Limitless Physical Therapy. Well,
0: then I'm, I was totally wrong about that question there, sorry about that.
1: That's okay, yeah. but th- it's a honestly it's a great question to still ask. We do a lot of manual work, so I have different certifications and things like that. We still provide cupping, we still do dry needling, we still do soft tissue work and joint mobilization, but for a just strict soft tissue, deep tissue, whatever it is that you're looking for, massage, I have a lot of community partners that I still recommend to be able to perform that exact service.
0: So important to have these sort of podcasts when somebody like me is totally misreading the room. You know, because I, I thought I thought there was, through a previous conversation, I thought there was. So, good to know. Good to know. Okay, so moving on then, so who's the ideal client? I mean, like you said, is it is it all athletes? Is it ideally for athletes or adventurous type people?
1: I think that... People hear the word athlete, and they're like, well, I'm not an athlete. Um, we like to joke around, like, if you have a body, you're an athlete. People True. say, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And I always laugh at that comment. Like, what do you mean you're just a stay-at-home mom? Like, you're picking up children, you're carrying them around. That's your deadlift and your farmer's carry. And you're lifting overhead. You're doing all these things. That is an athletic event. And whether you see it as that or not, we do we see everybody that walks in our door as an athlete. We use the term athlete because it carries the connotation of I'm gonna practice this, this is who I am and this is what I do because consistency and motivation and effort also are vital characteristics of the people we work with because I can't see someone once a week over four weeks and then branch that out if that individual is not putting in their side of the effort.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's not just for the rock climber or the kayaker or the mountain biker. It's also for anybody that might be experiencing pain because everybody's an athlete just in their own world. They may not define themselves as athletes. I really like that. That's good. And that opens you up to, you know, plenty of plenty of clients. Super important. How do you get the word out?
1: We do a lot of community effort, community events. We really specialize, I think, in taking that time and meeting people one-on-one. I personally love doing workshops in the community. Um, We partner up with people like Two Rivers Treads, we go over to the Climbing New Heights, we've done things here at the gym, True Performance Fitness, and going in and offering free workshops for their members and saying, "Hey." if you've got shoulder pain now, why don't you just learn these four things that you can do on your own to help you prevent these injuries from happening. And then at the end of the day, you know, if you really need us, come find us. But ultimately we want to equip people with the best effort, best education that they can hopefully teach someone else one day and get better and better because we're never going to stop injuring ourselves as, as athletes is what we do. So, I don't feel threatened at all by giving this information out for free and doing these workshops cuz we love doing them and I think people love coming. So we do a lot of things like that or going to health fairs and just meeting people.
0: What would you say is the um <clears throat> the the turnaround time on getting an appointment at this time? We're in the middle of June right now for anybody listening later by the middle of June of 2022. So
1: yeah. So, Kevin, if you called today
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you were any of the specialties that I really participate in, for me, a turnaround time is about two or three days. Okay. So I can get you in within the next couple of days. And, you know, if it's a Friday, obviously the next week. We have another PT who just came on staff, and I'm smiling because we actually just got married. Um, (laughs) My husband is our other physical therapist, and he actually specializes in treating a lot more of those traditional sports type things. Uh, Soccer, tennis, uh, baseball, that type of stuff. Um, But even getting in and seeing him, we can get you in within that 48, 28-hour window.
0: Okay, if there was a brochure on the front page, what keywords or services would you say would be on that front page specifically?
1: Yeah, so we always put out our three step process. One is resolve your pain. Step two, address the root cause and step three is crush your limits. So we tell people that's every step that every athlete who comes in our door they get step one, two, three. and you know so for your example, knee pain, First, I need to help resolve your knee pain so that you can go run. But really, if the root cause, step two, is your glute, we need to really be working there. If all I ever did was work on your knee, you would never get to step three. Mm-hmm. And then step three is go run your marathon, right? So that's the that's the life cycle of our patients, our athletes. And at the bottom of everything we have, you'll see Esther 414. It's a obviously a biblical reference. Esther 414 is the verse I read when that instinct, or whatever you call it, just smacked me in the chest. And I looked up at Al, my husband, and I said, I guess I'm starting a business. And he looked at me. He said, I know.
0: What was the, what is it?
1: Esther 414 in, you know, there's all different translations, but it is, uh, perhaps you were made for such a time as this.
0: That's really good.
1: It's very good. And if
0: You you ever need to read? Did you put paint that on a wall yet?
1: It's on, it's on our business cards. It's on our brochures. It's on everything. And you know, I think some people are scared to share their faith and intimidated by you know how culture might interpret that. But ultimately, it's why I started. It's why I continue to do it. And it's why I'll never stop. So I'll keep sharing it.
0: All right. So some of the technical terms, though, would be you mentioned dry needling before. Uh, Tissue work. What is tissue work? Tissue
1: work. Yeah, we call it like it's body work, soft tissue work. Sure. Um, Really, there's all different ways and things that fall into that. So soft tissue work is an umbrella. And if you open the umbrella and all the confetti falls out, that's where you're going to find things like um, cupping is a form of soft tissue work. Scraping is a form of soft tissue work. Myofascial release is a manual.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: It has a manual, soft tissue work. Dry needling is soft tissue work. So they're all modalities that create different effects in the muscle or the nervous system to create a very small window of change that we then use exercise to maintain.
0: That's great. What um what have I missed? What have I not asked that I should ask? Or what else do you want to share about Limitless?
1: Limitless Physical Therapy is Ultimately, a bunch of really cool people helping other really cool people. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do dope shit with
0: dope people. That's awesome. <laughs> then, um how do we find you? website, Instagram's, social media's, address, phone numbers, hit us with some of it.
1: Okay, yeah, so you can find us on social media. Our handles are at limitless wV. You can, Phone numbers is 304-900-0866. That's our clinic number. You can call or message at any time, and we will respond. Those are probably the easier things to say online. Website is limitlessptwv.com.
0: Okay, Krista. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. I think we covered everything, and um, that was really great. Anything else?
1: No, thanks, Kevin. All
0: right. Have you heard of Bracken's painting? I started Bracken's painting back in 2011. We do both residential and commercial painting. We have contractors licenses in West Virginia and Virginia and we carry all the necessary insurances like workers comp, general liability. Uh, We operate a small staff that focuses on meeting the homeowner's needs and project manager's timeline expectations. Uh, we We try to have exceptional attention to detail. If you're interested in doing any sort of commercial or residential painting, please contact Brackens Painting. More information can be found at www.brackenspainting.com.